Hello and welcome to Experience Share. It's a Pokemon podcast starring me, Eving, Evingring, Evingring. Why is there the extra? I don't know why I put an extra G in there. Evingring. Yeah, Evingring. Evingring, aka Tanner Greenring. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Fialawesome. 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 That's good. Hey, Joshua. Couple of Yelstad. strong rounds the past few episodes with my name. And we are once again joined by our best friend, Mickey Tony, aka Anthony's best. First of all, uh, what a warm welcome, Tanner. Thank you. And uh, before we begin, I just wanted to thank you on behalf of the people of the Philippines that you usually give $10 to. The money last week went to uh, where it deserves, which is the <laughs> opera. Wow, there's nothing like going to an opera and thinking it could be ten dollars better. <laughs> and I'm just happy that those uh, those kids will be able to uh, pick themselves up from their bootstraps and uh, be able to get food uh, some other way. And they do need that food, so thank you. It was uh, lights actually that I was donating to the Philippines. My ten dollars went to lighting up the philippines tony got it mixed up and with the uh, med opera on the med opera i think it's it's a good production but it could be a great production if we all just chipped in a little bit you know <laughs> it's like the time everyone donated to kylie jenner to try to get her to be the first the youngest female billionaire you know that was a thing wait yeah do you remember that? that's like truly fucking deranged i don't remember that kylie jenner was very close to being a billionaire so all of her fans started a gofundme to get her over that hump you know i think she was like a couple hundred thousand dollars short of being a billionaire she can just so, ask one of her siblings she can ask anyone else in her family. well she asked her fans josh and they came through and it's it's like me coming through for that's sorry so i disgusting that's real yeah that's yeah that happened. well god well well can i just say i'm just trying to just trying to push culture i once cried because i had no shoes until i heard that kylie jenner fell just a hundred thousand dollars short of being a billionaire and it really puts things into perspective yeah you were you're drinking very fancy um expensive vodka tonight though right tony <laughs> i'm drinking a. we were talking a little bit about before we got on we did a little drink check we we did and i'm drinking a 70 dollar handle Arabic alcohol over ice. <laughs> I say on the rocks, but it really goes down like fish tank pebbles. But it's a wonderful thing when you are too depressed to put two different things into one glass. This really <laughs> does the trick. It is a vodka rocks, everyone. Why bother with the glass? You know, <laughs> that's true. That's just a dish you got to clean later. Yeah, I I think that that's put exactly... some cubes in the handle. Well, you know what it could be, too, is you just pour <laughs> it on the floor and then it's a race against time. You've got to drink it before it scatters. That stuff will evaporate like that, you know, it'll evaporate. It'll scutter under the refrigerator like a runaway roach. Like, and you just got to go for it. <laughs> this is a Pokemon podcast. <laughs> We play each Pokemon game, gym by gym, what a transition. week by week. We are currently playing through the end game of season 4B, playing through Pokemon Soul Silver, Heart Gold. Heart Gold, Soul Silver. Tony, it's your first appearance on the show this season. Tell us about your character. Tell us about your journey so far. You're coming in late. And are you Nuzlocking? I am Nuzlocking. I am Nuzlocking. Wow. Respect. Yeah, yeah. So I went, I usually go high concept. I went a little bit 
or actually a lot more low concept this time, but I'll talk you through it. I am Academy Award nominated actress Rooney Mara, and I've just been cast in a gritty Pokemon movie that's meant to recapture adults. And so what's different about this one? It won't be animated. It'll be like Detective Pikachu and sort of in that like half human actors, half uh, Pikachus and Torteras. Sure, sure. The concept of this movie is it's it's, it's a gritty drama about a, a woman named Trixie who was separated from her parents at the age of one and she grew up in uh, in Viridian Forest raised by Pokemon and she had her little uh, locket that said Trixie on it so she thought oh I'm a Pokemon named Trixie all I can say is Trixie so like all she says is Trixie and like all her Pokemon are named Trixie and like every single like thing that she can name in this game she just names Trixie so yeah we'll talk about that more later and and you know like I, I know that that's not as much of a thinker as, as uh, I'm used to doing here but that's 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 a real plot of a Rooney Mara film it is the real plot of an email that I sent her for what a film of hers could be sure (laughs) and then you were blocked it occurred to me that I don't think I've seen Rooney Mara in anything since Carol you don't need to see her in anything else and I was thinking what has she been in since turns out quite a bit she's been in several movies since then but I haven't heard of any of them so I think her regrettably her star is on the the decline and that's what Trixie sort of gets her is that she can method act her way back to if not the Oscar at least you know the slimy which is the kids choice award for a serious role sure yeah yeah last week we left off what were we doing last week? Now I can't remember. Getting our Pokemon killed by Ace Trainer Kevin. Yes. Up on Route 25. The Cerulean Cape, as it's uh, formally known. We were seeking out Misty, who was not in her gym in Cerulean City. Well, we were, like, actually just lost on our way to the power plant. Because we do have to go to the power plant before Misty will be triggered. Mm-hmm. Before Misty goes on her date. Yeah. Apologies, Bugcatchers, if my audio has been bad for the last several minutes. It's because I forgot to hit record on my <laughs> recorder. So what you heard was my Zoom audio, which was oh, bad. come on. Can I say, speaking of bad audio, if my audio sounds better than you've ever heard it before, it's because Josh dropped a hint that my audio wasn't up to snuff the last two times. And the way that he dropped it. I think I said it. Well, well, <laughs> well, 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 you did. <laughs> You didn't say it explicitly either. What you did was you sent me an Amazon link for a microphone, just out of the fucking blue for a microphone. No context well, no, at all. He, you said you sent me the link and you said, this is the one that I have. Ha ha. And I've been thinking about that. Oh, I love the, I love the ha ha. Used to have. <laughs> oh yeah. You, you look s- at this shit. <laughs> Uh, he just pointed to a Megazord that lives in his apartment. It's really disgusting, everyone. The Dragon Roost is back up. That's true. The Dragon Roost is back. Yeah. Josh's new office setup and his new podcast studio setup. He's got his dragons back behind him on this little ledge. It's cool. Yeah, it is cool. Makes me jealous. Makes me wish I had a collection of things behind me. Well, you've you've got you've you've got Jar Jar Binks and nothing else, and I think that's really strong. <laughs> so we were headed out to the power plant, Joshua, last time we met, but we didn't make it all the way there, did we? No. Is that where we start? Well, no, your notes. 
Your notes are a mess, Joshua. So I did it differently, but I did Josh, this. Josh, take the wheel. I'm going to sit back in the cut. Josh, you take the there wheel. There are two ways that you can go about doing this. And according to the walkthrough, what you're supposed to do is from Saffron, you head east, and then you go on Route 8, and then you go through Lavender Town, and then you go north through the rock tunnel. Oh, I didn't do that. I did it the opposite because I was I in Cerulean already, and I did Route 9 power plant. And then the rock tunnel's right up Back to Cerulean, and then I did rock tunnel separately. So, like, it's a mess. Yeah. I also had to say one thing. Before we even get into it, I did the SS Aqua a couple of times. Unnecessarily. Because I needed well, to you, train. Well, you're saying it's a training opportunity, I had to right? train my new Mon, okay. and you can run the SS Aqua back from Olivine and Vermilion once each, and there's new, slightly better trainers on it. Sure can. And I have to call it out, because if you don't know that, it is a good training opportunity. Yep. But also, this is where I saw Joshi's Sweetie, and I have to do it before we really just start steamrolling through this whole thing please okay and it's octillery it's fisherman jonah's octillery who's never officially been featured as joshie's sweetie but we all know so fucking predictable it's joshie's sweetie it's also not cute oh look at oh i know that's not everything that's just one consideration of Joshy's sweetie. Josh just fucking took off, I think, because we yeah. were shitting on Octillery. Look at this little, I got this little Octillery figurine <laughs> recently. Is, is that official merchandise, or did that just sort of, like, come with a pasta and then, like, get hard? It's from Japan, and I'm pretty sure it came from, like, one of those, like, grocery store, like, quarter machines, yen machines in uh, in Japan. Because it's, like, an inch. <laughs> It's also like hold it, there's hold very it. little octillery merch because Joshua <laughs> octillery hold doesn't it. get the respect that he deserves. There's, there's the hold it right up against the camera. I need to see it again. It looks and I don't want to insult you. This is something yeah. that you've spent your money on. Five dollars, all the way from Japan. Joshua, it looks it looks like shit. I know. I'm a little disappointed. <laughs> the Pokemon Company did not make that because A, it doesn't look like they did and B, they... it doesn't make sense for them to spend any money on a fucking I was like, up... <laughs> I was like upset because they have never put out like an official Octillery plush and they finally did and I went on Pokemon Center com, which is a surprisingly robust selection of high quality yeah, goods. Tons of content. But it was like, you know, 15 bucks. And I was like, I don't think I want to keep having plush. Like I have a few plush Pokemon. Yeah. And I was like, let's yeah. see what eBay's got. And then it's this fucking like, you know, dime store <laughs> yeah. octillery here. And were you the first to bid on it? And were you the last to bid on oh, it? Oh, I just bought it now, baby. Gotta get it. <laughs> you probably could have bid on it, Josh probably gotten a little cheaper yeah. josh i really like it as someone who likes popular pokemon i don't i don't know that struggle but it's really nice for you anyway it's my sweetie wait I, I googled octillery for some reason i think sometimes i just compulsively google things as everyone else is talking mm -hmm. yeah i think that's true is there such a thing as gigantamax octillery because someone's uh, drawn one no. and it looks cool oh, that, wait can you drop it yeah in just the send Zoom that chat? but there isn't one officially a lot of people the like wholesome version of fur affinity is that people will draw Gigantamax or like mega versions of their favorite Pokemon that don't like officially have them. Oh, it's just a big like squid. 
Oh, yeah. That's like a giant squid. Hell yeah. My concept for it would be a sort of like a a red coat type thing with like a musket because it's got to be British too. Agreed. And especially because, you know, Remorade was based on a handgun. Octillery was based on a tank. So a Mega or Gigantamax version should be some sort of, you know, piece of artillery. British soldier. (laughs) I just found your, I I think I found your shitty Octillery on some other website. Sorry, I don't mean to say, I don't mean to insult your... I actually, can I just say, all kidding aside, it's a really inspired choice for, like, a Pokemon that gives you that buzz. Like, it's really, really cool. It's a good Pokemon. It's a really flavorful Pokemon. doesn't have great stats, but you can do a lot with it. I think it's cool that it, like, is one of the rare Pokemon that just, like, learns moves that are kind of based on its aesthetics, where it Mm -hmm. learns all the, like, beams and all the, like, its special as Octazooka, rather than, like, it's just water. Yeah, yeah that, which I think th- is fun. That's how I feel about Lantern, which was one of the very first Pokemon oh, to like give me Lantern that Lantern is great as well. Yeah. So flavorful, so bad, absolutely like hideous in battle, but like wow, that's fun. I am a fan as well. It's interesting. All three of us, our favorite, like that first Pokemon that really charged us up. All three of us were Water type Pokemon. Mine is Poliwrath. Josh is Octillery. Yours is Lantern. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Well, I guess there is a, a ton of water Pokemon in these games. Yeah, I think water is the largest yeah, group. And also, despite how many water Pokemon they'll create, it's like you're going to see some tentacles. Like, sorry, we made that one earlier. Yeah, we, it's we still... stand by it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Seen enough tentacles? <laughs> Not yet. Jesus. Joshua, you're taking the yeah, wheel. So that was my little voyage there, but then I ended back up in Vermilion City. And from there... I mean, should I do it in the way I did it or should I do it yeah, based do it on the, the walkthrough? All right. Do it your way. So what I did is I did Route 9, which is the one that's like to the east of Cerulean. And it's just a bunch of trainers. There's a couple of patches of grass. It's like hikers. Right? Yeah, it's all hikers and like campers. Uh, you know, I noted what I caught here. I think Tanner and I were talking about this before we started recording, but like we don't care anymore. Like, I, we're not going to call out what we caught. It's all the same shit. It's all Pidgeys. It's all Rattatatat. We both got Mankeys here, which I guess is kind of exotic. But I like, guess, but I just boxed it. I'm not going to raise I'm a Mankey. I'm not doing that. I got something fun in front of Power Plant, like on that route. On this route, I got jack shit. Like, I probably saw it and ran away. We're just giving bug catchers a heads up. We're not really going to talk about what we catch anymore because it's all boring. We either couldn't be fucking bothered or like it just sucked. With some notable exceptions, I do have a new member of my team who I did catch this week. Okay, okay. So yeah, Route 9. Yeah, it connects to Route 10, which is where you can hop off, jump into the water, and then hit the Power Plant, which is what I did before Rock Tunnel. I got a Licky Tongue. Pretty cool. Your namesake. That's exotic. Licky Tony. Oh, that's very fitting. Yeah. Did you give that Licky Tony to Bill's grandpa? He asked for it, and I was like, oh, I could do this very, very easily. But for some reason, I was like, no, too lazy. I've got to go interrupt this date and get Misty to scream at me. Overreact, let's just say. Who do you think that guy is that Misty is canoodling with? Gotta be Bill, right? Is that Bill? Yeah, I think it's Bill. I sort of assumed Bill was like a older man. No, no. No, because... His grandfather's still alive. I mean, that's who's house sitting. Well, my grandfather's still alive. I'm 37. Right, but that's not old. Well, 
It's pretty old. Like, I think he's in his 30s. I feel like that's right. Misty's like 16. We don't know how old she is in the games. In the anime, she's like 16. Also, a, a, a ton of time has passed. No, three years have passed. Is it three years? Only three. Yeah, it's definitely no. three. Okay, but 16 and 19, different. What's the, what's the age of consent in cancel? Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm on the Bulbapedia page for Misty, and she's apparently 10. Okay, well, she's that's... No, that's... 10... A- even in the games? I mean, first of all, how the fuck would they ever validate a 10-year-old gym leader? Sorry, she's 10 in the anime. Okay, yeah. But I'm talking about in the games. There's no way that they would allow that. Her look in this gen, she's like wearing like a long sleeve coat over like a swimsuit. Kind of a captain look. I think she definitely looks more mature. I think you're right. I think she's probably 19. Yeah. They're definitely trying to, in her artwork, communicate maturity, I feel like. Like, it's like, even if it's only three years, like, a lot seems to have happened to her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now she's canoodling with boys out on the Cape. Well, we're getting ahead of ourselves. We got to deal with this power plant. Sorry. Yeah. And, you know, Josh, you're supposed to take the wheel. So that's your family. Well, I did just take the wheel back from you. <laughs> yeah. So we surf down. Tony catches a lick of tongue. I caught a, a fucking goldine. I fried it up, just ate it. Finally. Then I went into the power plant. Yes. The power plant is back in action. They've renovated the whole thing because they somehow were getting by without a power plant in the first (laughs) place three years ago. And they cleared out the Zapdos, I guess, because I think we did kill it last time we were here. I did kill it, yep. So it's back in action, and it is powering the magnet train specifically. So we do want that so that we can pretty easily get back and forth between Johto and Kanto. Yep. A crucial machine part is missing from the power plant, and that is why all of it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. And you talk to some of the workers leading up to, like, the manager, and the workers are like, this manager is only ever depressed or furious and we've been through so much. And they're like terrorized. Yeah. It's like an Amazon warehouse. Well, he's terrorized. This is eco-terrorism. I was so happy last episode when you were like, let's save this for Tony. I was like, thank God, because I oh, yeah. I have so much to say about this PowerPoint. Everyone clear a little space for Tony. All thank right. you. Just a little. I'm, I'm only 5'5". Five five. Is that true? That is completely true. I am a foot taller than you. Sizor is taller than you. But you could take on Heracross. Yeah, uh, Sizer always leads when we dance. (laughs) But this power plant was very flavorful for me because I realized going into it, I was like, there is something immediately different that I don't think that we saw in Johto. And it was that the place is swarming with cops. Like there are so, so (laughs) many of them. And it made me think like, Johto has defunded the police to such an extent that, like, when a, like, radio tower gets taken over, it's just civilians screaming downstairs until, like, you're like, I've got a little free time right now. Let me think. Until a 10-year-old boy comes and is like, yeah, I'll take Let me figure this out. Or, like, later on during the Lake of Rage. And then they all had to go get jobs over at Kanto, and it's a police state. Firebrand Tony comes on, starts railing again defunding the police <laughs> i i am not, I, blue lives matter here. i know i'm not really against Jesus. defund the police at all because hey cab it's just the difference between like the flavor of like figure this like radio piracy takeover situation out yourself versus like oh the police have this area taken care of why don't you get this part and bring it back to us like this is world of warcraft and we're just giving you something to do for no reason <laughs> like it felt like a side quest in a 
an MMORPG and not like a plot point that gets the trains up and running. And then when you, I don't mean to get ahead of yourself, but when you actually do it, the police officer on your way out says, we need more police officers in this building to prevent this from happening again. And it's like, girl, there are six in here. Like what's go like what? And also you didn't prevent it from happening in the first place. Yes! Like what is more police officers? Gonna exactly. Do? There is one manager, one scientist and 12 cops. And each cop, they spent so much time on these sprites looks entirely different to the point that you can smell different like stale coffee stenches coming off of them. Like it's really <laughs> something to see this building and just think about the fact that so much of Jodo's plot is like lawlessness and team rocket being like do people care that we're like doing stuff with slow pokes like it's really something wow <laughs> if i remember gold and silver correctly the power plant was like a production it's big yeah there's tons of stuff going on inside of it there's a million volt orbs and electrodes well that's the dilapidated one yeah so you're saying they tore it down and like built a new one that's like a third of the size? Yeah, that's more efficient. The technology is advanced. I guess. Yeah, yeah. It's so efficient that you open the door to the power plant and it's just the generator. Like you open the door and like there's the generator. Hope no one does eco-terrorism. Got to go. No wonder. <laughs> I hope no one does eco-terrorism again. Yeah. I will say, too, I have more questions than answers based on the depiction of the thief as a foreigner from Jodo in this wild, broken English. Agree. I do think that that's problematic. That's a very weird choice that they made. So after you leave the power plant to look for this machine part, you go back to Cerulean City and then like you run into this quote unquote foreigner yeah. who speaks in broken English. And it's like made to be very obvious that he's the criminal. Yeah. But he's the only one who speaks like this. And it's like, what are you, what are you saying, Game Freak? Anthony, did you say he's he's meant to be from Joe? Yeah, that that was yeah. the thing about it that drove me insane. Was that it's like he's like foreign country from MI, and like you sort of get into this Charlie Chaplin routine with him, where like he's like I've got to evade your grasp, so he like hides in the middle of this two person conversation, like right in the middle. Of yeah, it. he breaks up some date on Nugget Bridge. I don't know if either of you talked to that couple after you beat this guy, I did. but they like they're huffy about you interrupting. That's them. they're wild. like, hey, we're trying to have a moment. It's like, it's like, yeah, you're an accomplice. I just saved your yeah, life. Yeah, you, yeah, you were in the so citizen's arrest. <laughs> but, but it's even more confusing when he says he's from Jodo because it's like, are you talking like that to people right now? Are there two different languages? Like, it really <laughs> made me think about stuff. Yeah, I'm thinking about it now, and I, you know, I don't really have anything to say. I have goosebumps. I have goosebumps. It's like I read a spooky story online. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, Tony, for enlightening us. Yeah, thank you. Of course. So you go and uh, chase this guy down. He is hiding between a couple looking at the bay above Cerulean City mm -hmm. on what was formerly Nugget Bridge. And then he tells you just point blank that he hid the machine part behind some inner tubes. You tell him that Team Rocket's through. And he should go back to his family. It's implied, yeah. Yeah. I remember in Gold and Silver, the machine part was, you had to like fish for it or surf for it. I don't remember, but it was annoying. It was like- mm -hmm. you, you surf. You had to go and find it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this one, it's just tucked away behind some inner tubes. Mm -hmm. It's incredibly easy. Very straightforward. Very, very, very yeah. straightforward. That gym does look festive though. It's like a real pool with yep. like diving boards and like a first, second, and third place podiums and like little beach chairs. 
I love that each time they've remade this region, they've been like, let's make the gym, like, let's beautify the gyms. Let's make them different. Let's make them aesthetically pleasing. With one exception, it's Vermilion City, where they're like, we got it right the first time. Trash can puzzle. Still trash. <laughs> like, yeah. it's a trash can puzzle to fight an electric trainer who was a veteran, and that's what it is, and we got it, and, like, we're never changing this gym. God, the trash can puzzle. Ugh. That's really stumped Tanner over the years. I heard it's easy though. Yeah, it's pretty. Is easy. it? Because I I love puzzle games. It's one of my favorite. I love like the Miss games. I love the Witness. You know, like stuff like that. Very like challenging puzzle games. And this is the most challenging puzzle <laughs> I've ever ever encountered uh, in uh, any video game. That happens for me. The Celadon City Gym raised my beats per minute like permanently. Oh. <laughs> That I do want to talk that, about, but we can't do that yet. We, that was a fucking nightmare. That's the worst I was like, thing. there aren't even fucking ice blocks involved. There's no holes to push boulders down. There's nothing. I want to burn this fucking thing to the ground. There's nothing to think about. There's nothing to think about. Sorry. I, I almost couldn't even like wrap my head around it. I was like, I don't understand like what is, what is accessible and yeah, what's not. It's you know? inconsistent. Yeah. <laughs> There's like slight little openings in like the archways. I guess, maybe. But not always. Not always. There might no. just be fucking a wall randomly in there. Yeah. Or some woman blocks your way. I have PTSD <laughs> from it. There's no other way to say it. I'm going to dream about it and like wake up and like just be covered in cold sweat. <laughs> we recover the um, the missing part, machine part, and we bring it back to the power plant and they're very gracious he gives you some tm i don't remember what it is charge zap cannon zap cannon which is actually decent that's a good tm for the first good tm in kanto isn't the accuracy on zap cannon like 20 or something <laughs> very bad yeah. it's like two it's awful yeah i think i've run it's 50 percent it. 120 damage it has a 99.6% chance of paralyzing the target. That's cool. Every time I think about a 50% move, I just think about the Pikachu coin from Pokemon Card, and I'm like, I'm not teaching this to my Pokemon. God, yeah. <laughs> I don't either. I don't do anything under, like, 80. I'll push it to 75 occasionally, but 80 is really where I draw the line. And 80 is even rough sometimes. You really wang a lot of those shots. Yeah. Even that high. So, for example, Octillery, but other Pokemon learn it as well. But, like, you know, Lock On makes it so the next move always hits. And yeah. Octillery can learn Zap Cannon. So, I have done that before. Lock On's a good way to get Earthquaked. <laughs> like, just. Definitely. But, like, if you're doing it to a Pokemon that isn't electric, like an Octillery, o Earthquake's probably not going to kill it anyway. Yeah. But, but an like, electric, it would be dumb. But it's a 50% probability. So, the idea of spending one move, like, you're just, like, spending one turn to make oh, sure why the not just use is, it Yeah, twice. why not just use it twice? I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Sure. I like to improve my odds where I know one of them is going to hit rather than like potentially both very easily are not Statistically, hitting. that's the chance, Tony, but you know these Pokemon games. like. Yep. Again, that Pikachu coin, which now that I think about it was the first uh, cryptocurrency, that Pikachu coin, <laughs> like, like that, re like literally watching four go up and no Pikachus come down was like one of the worst things of all time. And it's just always- God, I can picture me. that, man. Yeah. That game cheated. Oh my God. That game cheated, which I discovered when I was trying to cheat one time. <laughs> yeah, wasn't that when you... I kept reloading my save state, yeah, yeah. and it always came up 
tails. Holy shit. And I was like, oh, the game cheats. The game cheats. It cheats its roles. Yeah, the game was Mayor Cheat. That's yeah. right. And, you know, I did discover that Mayor Cheating, but that's okay. You know, that's like a white hat hacker. <laughs> you guys know that? Where it's like, I'm hacking to help you discover the flaws in your security. Yeah. Right. So ultimately, you're doing a good thing for all of us. Yeah, I'm doing good. Yeah. A white hat hacker once hacked me unsolicited uh, to tell me that my address was on my Instagram on an envelope on my dining table, and they zoomed in on it. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. When the Nazis were coming for me, they were like, just so you know. I have explain. To. Oh, uh, explain. Well, the Nazis came for Tony. A few the, Nazis, times. The, the Nazis came for me all the time. They couldn't figure out that I was brown, though, from my name and their complete laziness. Oh, they must have hated that. They would have come for me so much harder. But like I used to report on the alt right. I, I do not do those things anymore. But one of the things that they don't tell you is that you'll kick a hornet's nest and they'll come for you. So in a very, very nice way, amid this like deluge of shit that I suddenly found myself in as a result of filing a story a very nice white hat hacker just told me every single vulnerability that i had but the one that really stuck with me the most was i zoomed in on your table and uh, an envelope with your address was on it wow yeah it's fucking insane you're also weirdly the second person we've had on this season who raises the ire of the alt-right yeah it's you and ryan broderick that's our theme this season i was actually on ryan broderick's podcast with katie natopoulos at buzzfeed uh, internet explorer to talk about this very story i'm telling you now oh, nice. uh so there you have it we'll check that out wow. okay no dude please don't please don't check that <laughs> out okay that was my first ever podcast and go check out that instagram post from tony where it has his address on the table. oh it's <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, go, go check it out. And if you can still read it, uh, send me a letter. <laughs> a letter. Yeah. Show up at his place. Send him a printout of your favorite fur affinity image. I please. That would take me weeks, Joshua. <laughs> yeah. To land on that. If you're already busy enough, you can't do that. Yeah. A, please don't do that. B, all of our addresses <laughs> are so easy to find anyway. It like it is what it is. But like, if I get letters that I don't recognize, I am never playing a Pokemon game again. <laughs> I don't know if that's an invitation to letters or not, though. I know. I'm like, is that a threat? Please don't do that. He's one of our favorite guests. Please don't drive him away from Pokemon people thank you instead where are we josh you're supposed to be taking the let's wheel get here. we get dragged into the rock tunnel yeah <laughs> thank you dragged to hell yeah i don't know about you but i did what tanner does and i really tried to brave it without using flash and like <laughs> it took me i think a good hour of just fucking bumbling around in here Mm -hmm. I should have just done it. I usually just do it. You can buy it as a TM. It's a TM this one time. one of the department stores, and I should have just put it on some schlub. Instead, I bumbled around in here. I went through 20 super repels and two max repels because I ran out of super repels. Yeah. And what the fuck is the deal with there being level 12 Pokemon in here? So you cannot train at all. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know that... <laughs> game freak you know that our pokemon are at least level 45 by now and they're they should be much higher yeah how hard is it when you're building the game and you're programming just tweak it don't you just go like okay this one's level 50 like you're adding a fucking number and it's like it's a graveler it's not a fucking geodude and it's not a fucking cubone it's a marowak well what is this 
I wasted my time. I hated Rock Tunnel. I didn't go in. I hated it more than I've ever hated it. I didn't go in. You didn't go in? You just didn't do Rock Tunnel at all. How did you not do Rock Tunnel? Oh, I guess you don't have to because you, you can do to. the route. You can do Saffron Route 8, Lavender Town. You can just go around. You're absolutely God, right. You're, that's one of the smartest things you've ever done. The only good thing in there is like the TM for fling, and that's not even very good. Like I'm not gonna use what? that. What it's the fuck where is they fling? the Pokemon throws its held item at the other one. I'm not ever gonna use yeah. that. I don't fuck around with those held Damn item it. TMs. Rock tunnel, blow it up. People that have never been to the East Coast, there is a tunnel in New York called Lincoln Tunnel. It connects New York to New Jersey. It is always filled with traffic. It is the worst place in America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's seen daylight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The Sylvester Stallone film. Oh. I watched that during the pandemic for the first time. What a film. What a film. That being said, every tunnel in any Pokemon game makes the Lincoln Tunnel look like fucking Disneyland. Because it's the, <laughs> yeah. it's the, it's the, it is the worst thing ever. And something about having to flash, which is really like, it's no hair off my back, really. But something about it is just like, these fucking people can go fuck themselves. <laughs> every single time I have to flash, I'm like, that's it. I'm going to be weirdly cruel to someone tomorrow and not know why and it's because of this ruins your whole week ruins your whole week like it's not enough that flash is a tm get rid of it could you imagine if the flash move did something cool and weren't just sand attack with shittier accuracy right like how amazing would that be we'd all have we'd all run flash like make flash like surf like exactly. give us an hm that helps electric pokemon like do that and i'm i'll be fucking sitting in a tunnel like flash and flash and flash in. every hm should be at least as good as surf 100 i think that's how it should be 100 percent I'm trying to think of what would make Flash useful, and I'm trying to think if you add a light screen mechanic to it, mm -hmm. where it enhances your special defense for five turns in addition to lowering the accuracy of your rival, Yeah, is that enough, or does it need to be an offensive? I mean, I have light screen on my Meganium, so like, yeah, I would run that at that point. Because there are plenty of movesets that are like dual reflect and light screen, because there's light clay now, which is a held item that increases the number of turns that they stay active. So if it could synergize with anything mm -hmm. and it has a secondary effect, then yeah. If I were the Jeff Bezos of Pokemon- uh, Aren't you? Yeah. Well, I am. If, if, Don't say yourself short. If, if I were not- At least the Mackenzie Scott. If I were not under embargo from revealing that I am the Jeff Bezos of Pokemon, <laughs> one, one thing that I would do, like again, to Josh, you put it perfectly, what Surf is to water Pokemon, each HM can be to a different element. Like yes. a lot of them are fighting moves. Some Like a lot of them are normal moves. One of them is actually like three of them in this game are water moves. You can make it so that each Pokemon type has a way that it affects the real world and that's so flavorful because it makes you get different kinds of pokemon you can sort of like lock it in to like making it so that it has to be the sort of the stab move but like you can make the iconic move for each type that thing and like it already makes you think about like oh any pokemon can cut but like it feels cool to surf on a water pokemon it feels cool to fly on a flying pokemon it's like what does that look like for electric or grass that's cool yeah it'd be fun it'd be fun i also think though like even cut is a good example where it's like my 
my Sizor equipped with cut should be able to do like a shitload of damage with cut. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. It's like part of his whole thing. He's like he's a slicey man. He's got sword dance. He's got X scissor. And like cut could be a bug move. Yeah. Give it a type. It's so dumb that so many of them are normal. I feel like it's also because like the three of us are D and D players, and it's like yeah. some of my favorite moves are like non combat related. And it's like there's a way that you can make moving through this world a bit more dynamic. This is like the most times that I've played Pokemon games one after another after another. So I'm starting to notice it, that it's like with really, really simple additions, you can make this so much more fun. Yeah. Yeah, I love that idea. It's a good point. Think about that, Pokemon Company. Think about that, Game Freak. Joshua, speaking of Game Freak, Uh are we there yet? I mean, we cruised through Lavender Town. Why don't you just give us the top line highlights? Just some some quick talking points about Lavender Town. Yeah, Yeah, well, (laughs) help us. They bulldoze. After this break. Yeah. God, you fell for it. <laughs> Welcome back, Joshua. Welcome back, Anthony, to Experience Share Pokemon Podcast. We are headed to Lavender Town. You two took the tough route through Rock Tunnel. I just walked around. Yeah, that was smart. Yeah. I don't really have anything to say about Lavender Town. I mean, there's a radio tower. You get the expansion card to listen to the radio after the power's back. There's a tasteful... Oh, the House of I, Memories. I you call it like a memorial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mr. Fuji's new mausoleum because they bulldozed it's nice. the old one. It's nice. To put in the radio tower. Nice. Can I say, there's a circus building in Lavender Town. Oh, yeah. You step in and you're in the coolest fucking room in any Pokemon game so far. And you're like, what's what's this going to be? And it's the fucking name raider. And it's like, what? Yeah. Don't they just usually put you in like a shack by the sea? No, he's got new digs. But why? It is a funny thing to have invested resources in. <laughs> the name raider and Johto had the same circus tent. I guess they could at least then they just, you know, stay stamp it on the tile set but it is in the first place like funny that they were like let's put in a few thousand bucks on like developers time to yeah. make designing these assets the name raiders house a circus tent sabrina who is actually psychic has like a room that is a square <laughs> and the name raider who tells you oh that's good yeah like has a circus with like wild cosmic shit in it. there's also two name raiders in this game which is interesting and i think they literally just wanted to get the most bang for their buck on creating this tent asset but yeah yeah it looks good it's cool super cool mr fuji's kind of weird if you approach him at the memorial site he talks about how he has apparently like a whole underground catacombs full of like dead pokemon bodies hall of the dead and you're not allowed down there yeah i think it's probably because it's dangerous just like the paris catacombs Mm -hmm. i don't know if either of you have ever been to paris i have (laughs) many times you've been talking about it for like multiple episodes and uh i have been to the catacombs as well (laughs) I've been to Paris so many times that it's just like a regular thing that I don't even think about anymore. <laughs> You're bi-continental. At this point, I, I, I consider myself biased. And uh, the the Paris catacombs are actually really, really cool. Scary. Scary spooky. Yeah, o- ookie spooky. Ookie spooky. I like the one in uh, Rome. The Francescan Friars. Oh, sure. I've been to Rome, too. I, I've been to Rome, too. I mean, Rome's my favorite city, but... That one where they arrange them in like artful, yep. like Bobby was like, I have to leave. And I was like, I'm going to hang out and really mm-hmm. soak this in. You're like a Mr. Fuji type. The like art with the skeletons. I loved it. I really, Ooh. I really, really loved it. I love going to Europe and being like, where are the fucking skeletons? Yeah. <laughs> like They got a lot. 
lot of skeletons over there. My favorite European city is Berlin, but there's no catacombs there. Yeah, Germany doesn't have any skeletons in, in well, the closet. Not in Berlin. <laughs> I'm with Josh. I'm Rome with like Budapest, a very, very close second. Tony also gave me a great recommendation for Prague uh, on my honeymoon. Prague slaps. Prague bangs so hard. And if you're talking about that butcher shop, yes, that butcher shop is an intrusive thought that I have like maybe once a week where like once I think about it, I can't stop because that really is the best cheeseburger in the fucking world. I think that's true. <laughs> Unbelievable cheeseburger. The only other landmark in Lavender Town is the new radio tower, which has taken the place of the old multi-level cemetery. Not a whole lot to do in here. You can go and- well, It's uh, locked down by the fucking police state again. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, you can't explore anything other than the first floor because of the Team Rocket. Oh, right. Yeah, you can't get up the stairs. They're all fearful of Team Rocket. You can talk to a gentleman in like the cafeteria who will give you the expansion card for your yeah. Poke Gear, mm -hmm. which lets you tune into global radio. and But that means that you have access to three radio stations. Three more, yeah, in Kanto. But I, if I remember correctly, you can use the expansion card to play the Poke Flute tune. To Snorlax now. That's correct. Yep. That's the key here. So we are headed back west towards Celadon. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I know, Tanner, you did this differently, but this is my weird backwards route. Route 8 is just like a short route that connects Lavender Town to Saffron, and it's got a patch of grass, but it has you need cut to get into it, and like, absolutely not. You're not going to go get your cut Pokemon out of the bank for this? So that I can get like a Rattata, my 12th Rattata. The outside edge is full of trainers, so what you really want to do if you're trying to level some Pokemon is take the outside route. I do have a trainer danger to issue, though. Okay. Oh. And it's for the Kanto Pokemon Federation. <laughs> It's three bikers in a row. They're on their hogs. Mm -hmm. And obviously the name sounds like an alt-right group. Federation feels loaded, doesn't it? Anything with a federation is not- That's charged. What's a good federation? Anything that calls itself a federation, but is in fact three guys, is really scary. <laughs> exactly. And- they talk about how the cops shut down, quote unquote, their underground path. And like, Lord knows what is going on in this path. Yeah. And all their Pokemon are like coughings. It's all like toxic masculinity. Yeah. And then one of them, the last one, threatens to drive you under his wheels. <laughs> Josh, you just threaded a real needle for me because it made me think about the fact that, like, you know when someone, like, I don't like police officers. I'll, I'll go on the record whoa, as saying that. Whoa, I know. Oh, you were just, uh, earlier this episode, you were all like Blue Lives Matter. I love how many <laughs> no, props no, there are in no, I, I was, I the was power talking, plant. No, no, I, that's a misquote. I was talking about how Pokemon Blue had <laughs> Meowth in it. But the thing is, you know when someone starts talking to you about how they don't like police officers, but you can tell from their energy it's like yeah me too but different reasons girl like that that's the scariest <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. someone who doesn't like cops for different reasons from you is the scariest kind of person oh on the planet and that's this federation yes. i don't like cops because they keep giving me duis like, <laughs> that's, that's like what these, these dudes, dudes are thinking problem for yeah. sure yeah they did close down the underground tunnel though yeah you can't use between it. celadon and uh cerulean 
Because there was too many fights happening in there, is what the guy outside the tunnel will tell you. Mm-hmm. Everyone kept going down there to battle. It's like, dog, I've been wandering around Johto and Kanto. Everyone keeps battling me. <laughs> that's not a problem that's been contained to the underground passage. Like Defund Officer Jenny, man. <laughs> why aren't the police policing the rest of Kanto? You know, it's it's gone to see. We know where all 27 cops in Kanto are. They're in fucking Mayor Eric Adams' power plant. <laughs> I was wondering, I almost did earlier, I was wondering if you were going to throw in that. I knew you would throw in the Eric Adams reference if I didn't. I was, um, I was like, <laughs> wow, we're an hour and a half into this uh, taping and neither of us has said Eric Adams. I'm just going to go for it. Good. I was hoping you would. <laughs> yeah. And for bug catchers who don't live in New York, he's a yeah. former police officer who's running for mayor of New York City, and yeah. I do not endorse him. Yeah, whose platform seems to be the cops uh, should run faster and be scarier, and it's like, <laughs> no one's saying that. It's like his, his platform is RoboCop. Yeah. I only would support a Robo-Pikachu platform. Yeah. Well, and also say, because it is primary voting day in New York City, when this episode comes out, please go and vote you can check out where you should go by uh, headcount.org if you don't know where to go vote. And Experience Share, a Pokemon podcast, officially endorses Maya Wiley for mayor of New York City. But you can rank whoever else you want. After Route 8, we find ourselves back in... Saffron. Oh, yeah. You go to the other side of Saffron, and then you're on Route 7. Oh, right, yeah. There's one tiny little route connecting... Saffron to Celadon, and it's Route 7, and I wandered into the grass here, Joshua. I didn't touch it. <laughs> and I caught a Pokemon called Murkrow. Okay. Wow. And you, you were gotta... fawning over Murkrow recently. The reason it's notable is because I didn't think there was anything that I wanted to have to do with this Murkrow. You know, I was like, I caught it, it boxed, and that's fine. I'm never going to run a Murkrow, obviously, right? Sure. They're cool. Honchkrow's cool. It's so funny. Josh has his sweeties. I do think Honchkrow's cool. Honchkrow's so cool. And it's like Josh has his sweeties and like Tanner's got his like Ipecax. But like you, like you, you, I can see you running a Honchkrow and getting a lot out of it, Tanner. We don't honor cool Pokemon because they they already get enough press. First of all, I think you guys are greatly over-exaggerating Honchkrow's coolness. He looks like a milady. He looks like a MGTOW. (laughs) Okay, I, yes, a lot has happened to recontextualize Honchkrow's cool. But, like, can't you see? The year is 1998. Like, the president is uh, Rutherford B. Hayes. And, like, <laughs> baby Honchkrow is the epitome of cool. No, Honchkrow was introduced in Gen 4. But his his spirit is antebellum. Like, you know what I mean? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So anyway, I didn't think I had any business running a Murkrow, so I boxed him, obviously. Mm-hmm. But uh, we will get more into that when we get to level check. Welcome to Celadon City, the main attraction of this leg. Very bustling town. We've got the big department store. We've got the game corner. We've got the diner. Yeah. The- where we used- formerly could pick up leftovers. Former, like, hotel. Like, always something weird. It's like, you know, in every especially like small towns but you can see it in city corners as well but like you know there's always that one spot nothing ever makes it longer than like a year yep yep yep, yep. Yeah. there was one in uh bainbridge where i grew up that was like when everything from cafe russian teriyaki 
Wow. In like a span what of a like swing. six years. Although the teriyaki one did make it teriyaki town still there. I think that's true of Brooklyn more than anything, you two. Yeah. Like, there's a spot that has been everything on my block, and now it is an empanada uh, establishment. And it, it. Sounds nice. Yeah, it bangs hard. That seems like you ended up in a good spot, yeah. It's a good spot. Uh, but here's the thing about restaurants and Pokemon games. Every time I go to one, I'm like, this is the time it's going to be cool. Right. And every single time I get cut so fucking yeah, hard man. by the missed opportunity every single time there is a restaurant it's like there's gonna be a mini game and it's like there never is it's more infuriating than ever in this one because like you don't get leftovers i, I clicked every around. single fucking tile in the entire place looking for leftovers they've just put maylene who's like the veilstone city gym leader in Sinnoh, inexplicably is here what like <laughs> Wait, really? down on hot dogs yeah the, yeah the like pink haired woman is just like Maylene and it's like two dialogue and it's just like and that's it and it's like there's no side quest there's an eating contest happening yeah. yeah there's just an eating contest happening for some reason everyone you talk to is like don't interrupt me I'm in the middle of an eating food, at least let me food eating contest buy food that I can feed my Pokemon like what is yeah. this or give me leftovers. Ugh. There's this new sprite that they've put in here, which is like a little baggie full of food. And it's like, okay, I get what that is. That's leftovers. Yeah. Like, let me have it. I looked it up and... Is it fucking Pokathlon I guess dome? I'll tell you this. I'll, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. You can steal it from the Snorlax. Not a thief. The Snorlax that we're going to be able to fight, you can thieve it. I guess I do have a new dark type Pokemon I could teach Thief to. Yeah. They really would serve me well in a battle with two extremely hot, extremely violent trainers, one of which I will have to square off against uh, later in this episode. But yeah, no, I would, I'd love some leftovers. The other sort of big thing here is the condominiums, yeah. which is... It seems like it's sort of a convalescent home. There's just like yeah. old people wandering around. Some woman gives you spell tag. Like a hospice. This is just where you go to die. I think so. Is this where Game Freak is? Yeah, you're right. I think it is the same building. It's just all condominiums, whatever. The Game Freak HQ confusingly has two elevators, one that only takes you to levels one and three, and one that takes you to two in the roof. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If you go to level Game three Freak HQ and you're attacked by Dawn, or not Dawn, what's her name? Lyra. She comes up to you and is like, hey, if you have all eight Kanto badges, the sound director from Game Freak, who made all the sounds for this game, will give you something special. He's got the lo-fi beats versions. <laughs> And then you go to the roof, and something happens on the roof, too, that you're not quite qualified for yet, but I don't remember what it is. There's two parts to the roof. There's one room that I also do not really remember, but that's where you would get Eevee previously, and you, you can't now. Yeah. But you can buy Eevee in the game corner now. On the other side, if you take the other elevator, there's some guy just on the roof, and you talk to him, and I was like, oh, he's going to give me an item or a held item or something. And all that he says is, I'd say the only thing that loves heights as much as me is smoke. What does that mean? Who are these people? Why are you even programming this? <laughs> Offer me a cigarette at least. 
Or is he like, he wants to watch the world burn? Like, what the hell is this? Do you ever think about what your NPC in a Pokemon game would say? Because that's a good candidate for, like, exactly <laughs> what I'd say. God, what would my NPC in a Pokemon uh, game I could say? see that, yeah. I honestly don't know. I feel like I don't have, like, a personality, you know? I don't, I don't know what, like, my thing would be. I'd be a trainer on a route, and I would say, do you know how Microsoft Excel works? Because I do, and then the fight would begin. <laughs> Oh, that's good. Do And you do know that. And I do know that. And I do know. No one knows it better. No one knows it better. Mine would be like, if you can tell me what the Atlantic Charter is, then I won't crush you. Yeah. And then, <laughs> then I fight you. And because nobody can. I think mine would probably be about like the lore of Warhammer. <laughs> the Warhammer universe. <laughs> You know? Yeah. Would there be an a non-battling NPC next to you that like undercuts the shit out of you? Like, yeah, my son loves his Warhammer. Anyway, you must be going. <laughs> that is the character in every game that I hate the most. Like when the Pokemon fan club president is like so passionate, and then it's like my uncle's so senile, and it's like, shut up. Like, he just people... cares. Yeah. He Try just... caring about something for once in your fucking life. He just cares about his rap dash that like i'm not sure ever existed but like i'm here enjoying myself and uh, he is doesn't here, matter doesn't it's matter. the fantasy of the rapidash you know yeah. that's enough to keep him going oh yeah but now the main event celadon jim once again you have to have an hm friend in your party to yeah. just get through the trees yeah. both outside of the gym and inside of the gym god why infuriating exactly why so every other gym in this game it's like oh that was kind of fun and this gym is like why the fuck does this exist it's not fun at all like you it doesn't make a lick of sense just make a proper labyrinth if that's what you want to do it makes me so mad because it's like why can't i go through this space but go through this space but the thing that makes me maddest of all is when you have to use cut in the middle of the labyrinth oh and my you're god like, yeah jesus fucking christ <laughs> It does look beautiful. It's all trellises covered in vines and potted plants, and they're set up in such a way that you cannot... It's a labyrinth, but you cannot see the labyrinth. So you just kind of have to grope your way through it until you finally... And and that is a charged term here because it is an all-female gym. Yeah, and I wouldn't have used that term. Yeah. Although I will say, the man out front... <laughs> There is the old man out front who previously has been a little bit of a lad. I think he's uncancelled. If you talk to him... He finally supports strong, independent women. He's no longer peeping. He says, this gym is great. Yeah, yeah. It's full of strong trainers. That's it. He's no longer rapey. And you know what, uh, Tanner, you said it earlier when you were talking about the witness and like how rewarding those puzzles are. Like, this is the hostile witness. Like, it is <laughs> the least rewarding puzzle of all time. It is waking up in the middle of a blackout and you're having an anxiety uh, anxiety attack and you think someone's in the house with you. Like, that's what it's like to scramble through this gym. The thing about labyrinths and the thing about mazes is if you ever are lost in a hedge maze, okay, and this is relevant to a lot of our listeners, mm -hmm. if you ever find yourself lost in a hedge maze, what you do is you hold your left hand against the wall and you just keep walking and just keep your hand in contact with the left wall. Because the thing about labyrinths and the thing about mazes is you can eventually find your way out if you just keep hugging one wall. That's the way mazes work. It's not the most effective. It's not the most efficient way to solve any labyrinth or maze. Okay. But that's what you have to do here because they completely obscure the route from you. Hmm. So you just have to kind of guess. 
you have to feel your way through this entire maze. And of course it's full of trainers. Of course it's full of trainers. Yeah, the grass gym. That's why this is happening. Right. They need a groundskeeper. Clean this place up. There's like a sprinkler that's just going like haphazardly off the whole time. I wonder if in sort of the opposite of like the rock tunnel and the flash tunnels, I wonder if I would have gotten through the quote unquote puzzle faster if I just closed my eyes and played. And just guessed. Probably. It was something about the visuals and being like, I should be able to walk forward but i can't and like trying to figure out if there was a spatial rhyme or reason to it that was the thing that fucked me up i can see that but you do get through it especially if you have a overpowered bug type or an overpowered fire type like I oh did. the trainers are nothing i mean it was literally the maze almost made me quit the game yeah erica has no pokemon in this game that's like ah, 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 if you have a fire type this is the one that's gonna fuck you up right she has the weakest grass pokemon of all time at like not high enough levels that like ember wouldn't want to ko them i mean this is my overall obviously complaint about like this leg in particular but what we were already witnessing which is just like i think they need to add more gating actually to all of kanto yeah there's just no reason that rock tunnel should have level 12 pokemon right you have to assume we just took on the elite four you know Mm -hmm. like you have to assume most of our pokemon are at least level 50? Like, Five? her yeah. Pokemon should start, all the gym, like, Lieutenant Surge's Pokemon should start at level 50, and everyone should go up from there. Right. She's got a level 49 jump luff is like, her open. Yeah. Well, what are you talking I about? Destroyed in one flamethrower. Uh, she's got a Tangela. Like, what are you talking about? There is a Pokemon that one of her gym trainers has, though, Joshua. Uh-huh. It was a challenging Pokemon for me. Oh, it was the finisher for me, actually. I think it's perhaps the ugliest, and this is saying a lot, because you know how much I hate Gloom. You just said somebody else was the ugliest one. Dunsparce. Ugh. So the Dunsparce is pretty ugly. What's the ranking here at this point? Well, <laughs> at some point you just hit rock bottom, and they just like they <laughs> just kept going. You know, like yeah. this Pokemon is just so heinous, <laughs> and the the new updated graphics did it zero favors. In fact, like did it. A disservice. Even more of a a disservice. It's Carnivine. And it's my You Make Me Barf Pokemon of the Week. (laughs) Fucking heinous. It's awful. Awful. It's absolutely fucking awful. There's no redeeming quality. There's nothing. it's It's like they set out to design the most awful looking Pokemon they could. God. Who would run this thing? God. <laughs> How could you live with yourself? The problem with Carnivine for me is that, like, it's the only Pokemon where the Digimon equivalent is so much cooler. What's the Digimon? To- Toga- Togemon, the boxing glove cactus. Oh, yeah, the cactus. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah Togemon fucking. Cool act- everything in the Palmon line owns so hard, like, is gay in an entirely different way every single time. But, like, <laughs> Carnivine sucks so much ass. So ugly. I, so ugly. I, just I, a terrible Pokemon. <laughs> God, he sucks. God, I'm just looking at pictures of him. I so really ugly. hate it. Carnivine. It's one of the ones where, like, you look at any sprite, they're all bad. If anything, I'm looking at Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire, it gets worse. I mean, that's even fucking worse. It's like a racist gingerbread man for a country that doesn't exist yet. I think it's Vore Fetishes. I think it's Vore Fetishes. Yeah, probably. The only appeal Carnivine has is for Vore Fetishes. I can't they just want to be swallowed up by him. They want to be swallowed up by his big mouth. 
Okay. Yeah, but yeah. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry I had to bring it there, but that's the only appeal. We're not looking yeah. it up. No. Uh, so I beat Erica. Zero issues. I had Absolutely nine not. tails at the front of my party. I flamethrowed my way through the entire thing. It was absolutely no issue so easy i eruptioned with typhlosion a move that is so broken in pve uh we should probably talk about our team speaking of typhlosion well we had to do the, we didn't even do this we didn't do the cerulean gym oh oh misty let's just skip ahead we fly there whatever <laughs> yeah you have to break up her date which we've riffed about already mm-hmm. you have to go up to the cape she calls you a pest yeah. And then she goes to her gym. Sex pass. And it's again, I, I just used Meganium and I pedal danced and the whole thing. It's like, what am I yeah, recounting? I executor. She killed me. She killed one of mine. Oh, Jesus, oh, oh. Tony. Who'd she kill? I lost a Magneton that I spent so much time leveling up because it was, it was the first... I had such a bad Nuzlocke run through Johto, and Magnemite was the first bone the game threw me. The game would throw me a much bigger bone later, to be clear. But Magda, Ma, like Mag, Magnemite really like was the linchpin of my team at one point. And watching Misty kill it was one of the worst experiences of my life to date. How did she kill it i had to swap out my team's lead that she either froze or paralyzed or something like she got it she got it down oh because of lapras probably yeah yeah she got it down bad in a way that i like wasn't anticipating because like it's slam move missed like three times in a row and so i was like jesus fuck i'm going to lose a pokemon that i've sunk hours into let me just swap out magneton and then it got crit hit killed Rest in pedals. Rest in pedals. What an embarrassing loss. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Let's talk about our teams in a segment we call Level Check. Level Check. Tony, you're the guest. Mm-hmm. We already know about this uh, dead magneton of yours, but who else you got? Mm-hmm. Who else you got? Yeah, sure. So there's uh, my Typhlosion. His name's Trixie. Yeah, everyone's named Trixie, right? Well... And how do you spell Trixie? T-R-I-X-I-E. And um, I'm gonna fill five minutes up revealing that each one's name is Trixie. Thanks. Level 63. Jesus Christ! Party in trouble! So, here's something about me. I am a big phone caller of people. I love phone calling. And one of the things that I do extremely well during phone calls is just dissociate. I dissociate. Why are you calling people then? I love calling people. I love hearing voices. I think but it's so special. But then you dissociate? Yeah. I dissociate when I get a call. Yeah. Because I don't want this to be happening to me. I turn on professional Tanner. Hello? But, 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 I think I'm fun to talk to. I'm a narcissist, so I think I'm fun to talk to. <laughs> you walk through Victory Road and you just slam uh, your disgusting pelvis into shit over and over and over again. You'll level up. Um, so yeah, my Typhlosion is level 63. Okay. It's extremely powerful everywhere but Misty's gem. My mnemonic for that is T for Typhlosion and T for Trixie. Yeah. I've got uh, I've got a Pidgeot, uh, level 49. Mnemonic is Pidgeot. Okay, Trixie. that I can deal with. Sorry, I didn't catch his name. Oh, tr- uh, Trixie? And what level? Uh, it's level 49. Okay, that's much better. Ooh, thank God. Yeah, give us some fresh meat. The 63 really put me into a panic state. You're not going to like this next one at all. Laid on me, string bean. 
I was having such a bad game. And then I was in that little dragon cave and I was like, what are the odds that God will throw me a Dratini as the first thing I run into? And I got it. Dragonite, um, it's level 69. Jesus Christ, Tony. That's not nice. Not nice. And, <laughs> and my mnemonic is, you know what I think is such a nice name is Trixie. That's not a good that mnemonic. Nobody's going to be able to kill. Like, it doesn't even matter what the rest of your shit is. Like, that's just going to kill everyone. So let me make the case that it's not going to do that. Dragonite's move pool without breeding is kind of static. The move pool is pretty shitty. It's not the automatic stomp that you think it's going to be for a Pokemon yeah. that is a sitting duck for a serious vulnerability. You also expect, like, a beefy little Pokemon like that to have a million hit points. And it's not all that tough, either. I have had so many close calls with this Dragonite eating shit from, like, an Ice Shard, and it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got a Hypno, uh, and the way that I remember this Hypno's name is you know what joke is putting me to sleep right now, uh, this Trixie one. Mnemonics are really falling apart. Tony is reading off a notepad, so so, he wrote all these little jokes. (laughs) No, 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 no. Here, I'm showing the notepad to the (laughs) screen right now. This is his tight 20. I'm, do- I'm showing the notepad to the screen right okay, now. Okay. I have it's, no... It's scribbles. Well, it's scribbles, but you can tell that I've not written these jokes down. I'm doing them in real time. Okay. So, Hypno, level 53. And here's the thing. Magnemite's dead. I had an Ampharos lying around. Um, well, I had the, its sheep baby lying around, and I got it up, and I don't actually don't give a shit about this Pokemon at all. It's level 42. Oh, thank God at least not all your Pokemon are fucking 60. Yeah, I forgot your thing is that you also have, like, one or two champions but you do not level evenly at all i was leveling evenly and then i had some deaths and then oh, it really yeah. it really discouraged me because i was like no matter what happens i end up in the same place yeah last and least um is a b drill oh you did what i was hoping i would be able to do but mine died so long ago what's the b drill's name my red-eyed b <laughs> Actually, I don't remember what its name is. Sorry, I didn't. Is there, I can't, there's no mnemonic. I can't read my own handwriting. I need it for the level check graphic. Let's just say it's Trixie. Okay. I, actually, come to think of it, I think its name might be Trixie. Okay. What a happy accident! I What's was, the mnemonic there? The mnemonic is um, T uh, for that's a giant fucking B. Sure. R for uh, really scary. A B is coming. I, for, I might be allergic to bees, or, like, I read an NPR article. You don't need to go through all six letters. No. You asked me for the mnemonic. That's enough. What's its level? X is for xylophone. 4047. Okay, thank God. Oh, I feel a lot better about my situation now. Your team is wild. Yeah, it's a Nuzlocke run. I, like, this isn't what I planned for. Joshua, I always make you go first. But you've got a spicy new Pokemon that I, I want to build towards, so I'm going to go next. Yeah. Gift of Parenthood, Executor, level 58. Sure. Three Rivers, my Scizor, level 60. All right. Blue Dragon, Dragonite, level 56. Pathetic. Save a Fox, Ninetales, level 59. Uh-huh. Everglade Fund, for Alligator, level 60. Uh-huh. And then Joshua, I had an FYL last week. Another loss. <laughs> Let me take a swig here. Get ready. I was doing some training. I went back to the Elite Four to take the Elite Four on again to do some training for a new Pokemon on my team named Bug Life, a Heracross. Went and battled a Psychic-type trainer called Will, thinking that my Bug-type Pokemon would be 
effective against and he's the first of the elite four and he's a joke against his psychic pokemon and he had a pokemon called zatu who did a move called uh wing attack wing attack yeah double super effective on a heracross killed him in one hit heracross died Bug. birds eat bugs in one hit yeah tanner one hit KO on my Heracross. Rest in pedals, Heracross. And uh, enjoy the 10 pounds, buglife.uk.org. I'm glad that they got some money because they did have excellent copywriting and it's a great organization. But Tanner, did you learn the lesson that it's a bug fighting type? Joshua. So a f- flying type move is double super effective against it. Joshua. And a bug move against a flying slash psychic is only going to be normal effective. Because the flying cancels out the psychic. Joshua. Joshua. Matchup mayhem. I went to battle the Elite Four to level up this fucking Heracross. I was going to experience keep him in battle share a Pokemon as podcast. much as possible. Put the experience you know? share on it, and then don't. I was going to keep it. him in battle as much as possible, and he got one hitted. He was so strong. He was so much more. He was like. Fifty-five or fifty-six at this point, you know, like Come on. he should have been able to take a fucking Zatu hit, but he didn't, and he died in one hit. So, fuck that. Well, I'm glad I don't have to fight that thing. Fuck him. He's weak. He's weak. This is Darwinism, you know. I don't need that fucking weak shit on my team. Okay. What I did instead is I went to my box. I looked at what I had available, and I decided that the Pokemon that was most viable to join my team was Murkrow. Sure. And I spent many hours. Leveling up my last Pokemon on my team, Delta, who is now a Haunchcrow, because I had to go to the fucking national park and play the bug catching contest (laughs) a thousand times. And you can only do that on Thursdays and Saturdays. Beautiful days. So I had to keep going on Thursdays and Saturdays to beat the bug catching contest to get a Dusk Stone to level up my Murkrow to a Haunchcrow, who's a MGTOW, Milady. He's got a little fedora on. He's doing a little like Milady. Milady. And his name is Delta, and it's because I searched the term Crow Charity, and what I ended up on was CherylCrow.com slash causes. <laughs> That's so dark. Soak up, you gotta soak up the funds, huh? Delta's Children Charity, the Cheryl Crow Birthday Drive, was started in 2001 by members of Cheryl's Fan Forum as a way to celebrate her birthday on February 11th. Since then, Cheryl's fans have around the world donated around $275,000 to the Delta Children's Home in Kennett. I'm not going to ask where that is. Their kindness and generosity has helped many, many children. Wait, where's Kennett? <laughs> at a time they needed, it didn't define, it, 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 there's no follow-up <laughs> It just says Kennet. Kennet, Kennet is not a dateline city. Continue. <laughs> That's it. It's named Delta after the Delta Children's Charity, which is one of Cheryl Crow's causes. Oh, so, uh, wait. Welcome to uh, the team Haunch Crow, <laughs> the flying wait. dark type MGTOW. Uh, Cher- Cher- no. Cheryl, Cher- Cheryl Crow's causes? Crow's. <laughs> yeah. Cheryl Crow's causes. Her caw caw causes. Her, it's singular, but. <laughs> Crozen's cousins. Cheryl Crow. I thought that the thing we moved away wow. too quickly from was soak up the fun, and then it ended up being <laughs> no. Soak ended, up the funds. 
Oh, yeah, that's if even worse. If the Punch Crow <laughs> dies, because then Tanner has to donate funds to ten dollars so, to Cheryl Crow. So, soak up the funds is has more gravity than the sun. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Punch Crow's kind of fun. <laughs> He's got a lot of cool dark type moves. Kind of silly little Pokemon. He's the rare Pokemon that I think, oh, this one's better from behind. <laughs> we really taken that witch hat. Yeah. He's all hats. Well, it's a, it's a fedora. <laughs> the fedora. Yeah. I kind of have fun with him. He's kind of a fun little Pokemon, Honchcrow. He knows some silly little moves. Yeah, and I, when you were fawning over Murkrow recently, I think during the Elite Four, ironically, I looked up Honchcrow and it actually has pretty good stats. Um, looks kind of interesting. Good HP. I look forward to crushing it. I'm running him. I'm running him. Joshua, tell me about your team. Fred Van Vliet, still leading him. How's he doing, by the way? Out. He's out of the playoffs. Sorry. R.I.P. Toronto Raptors had a terrible season. R.I.P. Real Fred Van Vliet, but living and thriving is Ampharos, level 60. Yeah. Rosencrantz, Meganium, level 60. Hmm. Good levels. Tolkien, Alakazam, level 60. Woo! Good levels, Josh. I sunk so much time into this shit this week. Obviously, I had to train a whole new Pokemon, which we're going to hear about. But all of these, Mon, I'm sick of being taunted. Of being so underleveled. Now I'm celebrating you. Good levels. You're killing it. I appreciate that you're celebrating me after like you're killing it this making week. fun of me for having underleveled Mon. Like all of them are like plus six to plus eight, and then plus thirty-eight on the last one. Wick Rackrum, Obama Snow, level fifty-eight. Yep. Kaladin, Magmortar, level sixty-one. Whew, that's high. And then finally, the new entrant is Rocky. My mom's dog. Your mom's dog. Dead. That I caught in Safari Zone originally. And it's a Rhyperior. And it's level 58. There's two things that is unbelievable about that to me. Here's the first thing. Yeah. There's apparently a third Rhydon evolution. It was introduced in Gen 4. And it looks rad. Yeah, it finally makes the line fucking interesting and cool as hell. It looks cool. It looks like he's wearing like a little like... Like a bullet... Bomb vest. Bulletproof vest, yeah. Yeah. Hurt locker. Or yeah, he's got bombs strapped to him. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It's unbelievable to me that you rose this thing to level 58 in the last week, Joshua. I feel like I put a million hours into Honchcrow and I only got on level 50. It was level 20 when I started, but that's a plus 38, baby. All I did was train Honchcrow this week and he's level 50 and you got eight levels on me. The attack on this thing is already like, I think 220 or something. Jesus. Like it started being viable to throw out against the Elite Four when it was level 45 and it was just a ride on. Wow. And I did have to do the like platinum trade with the protector to evolve it but like it's good this move set is fucking sick as well it looks cool too yeah it learns mega horn at level 57 which is awesome i've got earthquake i've got stone edge Ugh, stone edge i've got avalanche and i i decided to become ace trainer kevin yeah i became yeah, yeah. the man that destroyed our enemy our Pokemon last week. We had a bug trainer tweet us this week to say that they also had some damage done to them by Ace Trainer Kevin. So, so he's, a, he's a menace. I have that Rhyhorn sitting around. I was like, let's just do it. I cannot remember the last time that I've run a team with no water type at all. Yeah. But I'm loving it. I mean, I have to swap my Pokemon all the time to like be able to do anything out in the world. But I'm basically just running the Elite Four now. Right. So like, 
it's fine. And like this mm-hmm. thing fucking slaps. It's obviously slow as hell. It speeds like 70. That's not your style, but No, but I'm trying it out, but it's just like you make it one turn and then it just lashes out and it kills whatever the other thing is in one hit. Tony, thoughts on Rhyperior? So I think Rhyperior, from a stats perspective, is one of the strongest Pokemon that there is. It has such a wide moveset. The issue is a combination of, one, its speed, and two, the fact that it's vulnerable to so many different things. Yeah. Oh, sure. Was It's ground rock? Yeah, it's ground rock. So grass, water, like really, really common. The grass, water, ice all do serious damage to it. The flip side of that, though, is that people don't necessarily ever expect you to be running a Rhyperior in exactly. OU. So it can get quite a few kills off just on its raw stats alone deployed at the right time. You know what it looks like? Looks like Ganondorf. Ah, yeah. It does have Ganondorf vibes. It's got like a big nose and a little pointy horn. Yeah. This is Ganondorf Pokemon. I love its name too. I've got Rhyhorn, Rhydon, Rhyperior. That's so satisfying. I think it's cool. It is good. And we've shat on this line a lot in this show. And I think Rhyperior justifies the entire thing. Mm-hmm. It's cool. It finally gets a very interesting moveset. I had Hammer Arm, Mm -hmm. but I recently taught it Avalanche. Instead. Because if you move second after getting attacked, then it doubles. And I think that takes care of some of its weaknesses. Did you get that lagging tail from one of those trainers early in the game, too? Yeah, I have lagging tail as well. You can throw that thing on it, too, and make it as slow as hell. It's already so slow. slow. That's not what it's holding. You can make it so slow. I'm not going to say what it's holding, but it's not holding that. Joshua, you know what I would love but to do? It, it, but it learns naturally Hammer Arm, Earthquake, Stone Edge, and Megahorn. That's right. awesome. Uh, now I'm tired of you beating off okay, over here. Sorry. Right you sorry. You know what I would like to do, Joshua, is I would like to take this thing on mono e mono in a battle. Yeah. And I would like to do it right now. And by right now, I mean at some point in the near future. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. we started late. We don't have time. It's it's 11 p.m. right yeah. now. Oh. So... We're going to take off, but we will battle now for you, bug catchers, for you all to hear. And we will come back in just a second to tell you who the champion of experience share is in the battle that Josh and I are about to do. And then the winner of that battle will take on Anthony Smith to see who the um, the grand champion of this episode is. And Webby Award honored. Yeah. no, well, Webby Award honored. Anthony Smith. I was up against, my my Google Doc was up against actual video games, but I have to say I credit any shine at all to uh, the love that the fans of this podcast have given me, which has been uh, dedicated. We really elevated Anthony's Google Doc experience to a whole new level. Let's battle, Josh, and let's come back afterwards and talk about it, you know, in the the near future. All right. See you in a couple days. See you in a couple days. See you soon. Joshua. Spicy. A little bit of a spicy match. You won, which is not totally unexpected, but I took a few of your mom down in the process. Yeah, it was a three on three for a bit, and it actually felt like it could have gone either way. And then I managed to, whoever took out your nine tails, that was crucial for me because my Obama Snow had been like locked up. And he was able to get unhinged as soon as the Ninetales was out. It was, I think, Ampharos, because I think I burned him on the way out. Oh, yeah. I thought about throwing Sunny Day down, which Ninetales knows. But then you had your stupid Magmortar still in the play. So I didn't want to give you an advantage. But maybe I should have, because I'm dead anyway. 
Mm. Yeah, they have like kind of interesting dynamics at play. I also had my Meganium set up a reflect and a light screen. Oh yeah, that was pretty bad. The first five turns of the game, you were blocking everything. Or it was actually seven because it's holding light clay. It's holding light clay? Yeah, hell yeah. Honchcrush was surprisingly useful, even though he's only level 50 right now. Yeah, it took out Alakazam. Night slashes off. Yeah, Yeah. fun. Fun little mon, my lady. And then uh, Bomb of Snow came in, blizzarded one hit, and then you brought up Dragonite, and then I blizzarded one hit. Well done, sir. Yeah. As Lord would say... You hate the cold, huh? <laughs> but now is the true challenge, Josh. Can you take on Trixie and Trixie's six Pokemon, all named Trixie, and reclaim our podcast, all rights to our podcast for us? Well, maintain. You have them because you defeated Alex Bug. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess- Defend the You've idea. now reclaimed it from me. And this is a rematch from last time. Tony's levels are- all over and the who place. who won last time? You. Yeah. You, you killed me with that fucking Sneasel in the Night Slash. Yeah, I, I, I swept you. Your level 69 Dragonite, Tony, is something to contend with, although his Obama Snow's Blizzard is something to watch out for. Oh, it, it absolutely is. And I'll be watching out for it. Yeah. I'll be keeping my eyes out. If I can get that Dragonite, I feel good. If I can't, I'm screwed. Josh has the parody. Tony's got the levels. Let's see who can, uh, can pull this one out. Mm-hmm. See you in a second, Buck Catchers. You know, Josh, the enemy, I think this is in the Bible, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. And you and I started today as, you know, rivals. But now what you've done is you've reclaimed my honor, you've reclaimed your honor, you've reclaimed the podcast honor because you have defeated Tony Smith. And I did it, speaking of enemy of my enemy is my friend, I did it by confronting my greatest fear, which was a Rhyhorn. And I created a Rhyperior that saved my ass in this battle. So I've grown from the ace trainer Kevin experience. Tony, you had some bad luck with your level 69 Dragonite early on. I had some bad luck, you know, Aqua Tail, Aqua Tail missed and Aqua Tail missing really set, I got a Dragon Dance off. I should have gone straight for the Outrage. Um, I had a person berry on the Dragonite. It would have been a beautiful thing. I just didn't see a world where my luck would be so bad that Aqua Tail missed. But then I don't know what I based that off of. Tony opened with Dragonite and- What was Rhyporeer's big move that knocked out most of Dragonite's health? It was Avalanche. Avalanche. I thought he was gonna hit me and then it would have doubled the power on my attack, but he opened with Dragon Dance. But then I did do Avalanche and it still took him down to 17% health. But then the Aqua Tail missed on the next turn. That felt so bad. And like, even if I pulled off something else, which I did not, um, <laughs> it would have it really like, yeah, that that really, that broke my heart quite a bit because like, yeah. I took out the Rhyperior, but I still had the Meganium to deal with. I still had President Barack Obama Snow to deal with. I still had right. a lot of things okay, going. Kazam. Yeah. Yeah, there were some troublemakers. Your Typhlosion also had like a pretty good showing. Yeah, Eruption is such a strong yeah, Eruption move. killed the Rhyperior in one or maybe two hits, and that's not very effective. In one hit. So 
So eruption is base 150 power with a hundred percent accuracy. And the way that it works is that the more HP Typhlosion has, like then it does its 150 damage, but the less it does, the less damage it does, the less HP it does. So basically Typhlosion is like a really, really big revenge killer, but it it didn't make much of a difference in here. Really, really well done, Josh. Um, It hurts. It hurts. Good job, Josh. You've defended the honor of the podcast. I'm glad to be back. Joshy Redemption. We love it. It's glad to have you back. And also, this is, you know, I just want to say, this is what it's like to lose in a respectful way. Yeah. You're such a hero, you know? I know. I know. And if I'm the We're best loser. we humble, good losers, not sore losers at all. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm a sore loser. Are you? Yeah, I like to give Josh shit every time I lose to him. Josh called me Mayor Cheat last time. He was so awful to me. No, I wasn't cheating. I stayed up at I stayed up all night thinking about how awful Josh was. Because of that sneezel? You mean from <laughs> Yeah, the Josh episode? is a Josh is a graceful loser, but he's a fucking awful winner. I think I've been quite uh respectful today. Respectful. Yeah, have you? Yeah. Yeah. That's the game. That's the episode. Good job, Joshua. Bad job, Anthony. We will <laughs> See you again next season for Pokemon White and Black. But I love you both. In the meantime, this has been Experience Shared's Pokemon Podcast, starring me, Evingring, Evingring, aka Tanner Greenring, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Fiel Awesome. Fiel Awesome. I don't have the dock open. And we are once again joined by Licky Tony, aka Anthony Smith. Thank you again, Tony, for joining us. Where? Can people find you on the internet? People can find me on the internet at Anthony BL Smith on Twitter. Bud Light? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Anthony Bud Light Smith. Yeah, uh, the most uh, Roman Catholic of beers, Bud Light. (laughs) (laughs) They put that down in the bottom of every ad after the drink responsibly. 100%. There's this transubstantiation theory, but that Bud Light is Judas. And, like, I think that it's really compelling. (laughs) That sounds like some dark stuff. Thank you for joining us, Tony. Thank you for joining me, Joshua. Bugcatchers, please do rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and everywhere else that you rate and review podcasts. And, of course, follow it everywhere that you follow podcasts as well. And follow it on Twitter and Instagram at expsharepod. Check out the subreddit, reddit.com slash r slash bugcatchers. And buy our dang merch already. I mean, a lot of you have been. We're actually selling quite a bit of merch. We can't run out, so... Get it. And keep sending us pictures of your babies or yourselves in merch. It's really nice to see. We've seen, we've yeah, seen we a lot love of the pics. Uh, rest and pedal shirts and uh, bug catcher shirts out there. There's a lot on the Reddit, but if you tweet them, you know, we'll, we'll give you a little little RT, a little promo. Bandwagons, a.k.a. Fanula Jones, uh, got her yeah, rest and pedal shirt. She got the rest and pedal shirt. Gave us great. promo. So respect to Fanula, of course. Yep. You can buy our merch at expsharemerch.com. Tony, which shirts did you buy? Oh, I bought the Josh's Sweetie Jock strap just in time for Pride. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Tony, Josh, goodbye. Bye, hon. See you later.